And all of a sudden, here comes Joe, and he gets on the bus. Like Joe goes, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go to bed. It took him <laughs> ten to fifteen minutes just to get in his bunk. As much as I wanted to help, I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 get your camera, film this, film this. We go from cockroaches to him drugged up, not being able to get in a bunk. This is great. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. Hey, this is Jim Brewer. Cool. So, all right, I'm a jerk, but what's the, what's the name of this theater? The Aronoff. I'm at the Aronoff Theater. So we're kind of doing a uh, a test run because we're going to do a bunch of dates, and um, on the dates we do plan on doing live, live, uh, but we're going to give at least six weeks' notice, not like two hours, like what we did with this one. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get, and now I got people uh, hitting me up on Instagram, going, "You changed tonight's show until four p.m." I'm like, no, no, it's no. Um, it, you know what blows my mind? I always, went, how, when? I remember going to see, um, I remember going to see concerts when I was younger, and you, we would sleep over. Like I slept over. <laughs> I slept over. Who'd you sleep over to go see? Who'd you buy tickets for to sleep over? Pantera. Pantera? Yeah. You are metal. Good God. That's hard metal. Yes. Respect. You're talking to me. Wow. Look. Wow. So my, f I remember going to concerts. I'd sleep over. It was Nassau Coliseum, Uniondale. I slept over to buy ACDC tickets, right. and uh, you know we stayed there all night. Won't go into that story. That was, <laughs> I guess my kids are old enough to know that I tried things in the parking lot. <laughs> it was uh yeah it was uh, well you know what god forbid ever run for mayor or something they're gonna find everything out anyway so i was sleeping over my friend came there i never ever ever did drugs ever and i was scared to death of any drug marijuana yes uh a little booze here and there yes so we get to the concert and um, my one friend, you know, we have beers and we have our boom box. And we're playing AC Decent and there's maybe about 20 of us online and we're going to sleep over. And um, this guy comes by. He's like, hey, I got this and I got that and I got this. And my friend goes, this is, this is 85, 86. He goes, uh, hey, God, I'll take two hits. Uh, I'll take two double barrel mescalins. <laughs> and I went, oh, my God, you're, you're not doing two mescaline hits? Are you crazy? He went, I know. I'm doing one, and you're doing one. I went, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I've, no I don't do that stuff, man. He's like, you, do, do you think you're going to sleep here tonight? 
Do you really think you're going to sleep here? I went, I don't care, but I'm not, I'm not taking, because you're, I said, I'm not taking drugs. That's how people die. And now, now it's like, there's always, there's always like the guy who's like the wizard and he's done everything. And he starts with the, I've done this a million times. You're just going to laugh a lot. You, you don't really bug out. You're not going to die. No one's ever died on this. So this goes back and forth for a good hour. And he finally, I finally submit to the peer pressure. I try it. And from the second I take this thing, it looked like a little, remember nerds? Remember little nerds? They were little candies. <laughs> So, little little candy. That's how big this thing was. So I take it now. Now I'm already I'm already apologizing to God. <laughs> I'm already apologizing. I shouldn't have done this. And then I I kind of forget about it. And then about 40, 45 minutes in, he starts with the checking in on me. So uh, you feel it yet? No, no, I don't. Feel, I don't. I don't. He's like, you don't feel it yet. Oh, you're going to feel it. It's, I'm starting to get it. And I'm going, no, I don't feel it. This is going on every 10 minutes. You feel this? I, did I tell you this story, Joe? No? We're going to get to Joe's chicken death. Yeah. Uh, the last time we were in Cincinnati, Joe Sib, who's performing me tonight, almost died with chicken in his throat while we were touring Metallica. We'll get to that after this. So, uh... <laughs> Choking on the chicken. <laughs> In real time, Joe Sib choking on some chicken. And that night was freezing. All right. So this guy's asking me every 10 minutes, you, you feel it yet? You feel it yet? Oh, my God, it's going to come hit you. Well, I thought, ah, you know what? I think maybe God helped me and, and it, it never happened. Mind over matter. Mind over matter. So I said, you know what? It's getting a little chilly out. I'm going to go to my car and get my sweatshirt. So I start walking. I walk maybe 200 yards. My car's in the parking lot. There's not a lot of cars. And I stop because I swear to this day, there's someone in the backseat of my car, and he's just waving. <laughs> not, not a menacing wave. He's just... Like kind of waving hello. And I stopped and look at him. And I got a little closer. I said, oh, yeah, no, there's someone waving hello in my back seat. So I start, I start running back. And I go get my friend Phil. And he's, he's the guy that's already lambasting me with this. So I said, he goes, no, 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 you're starting to bug out. This is, this is what happens. You start thinking things. And it's only going to last 10 minutes. And then you'll come back. <laughs> I went, no, no, no. There's definitely someone in the backseat. So I bring him in. And all my life, he goes, oh, my God, there is someone in the backseat. I said, see, I told you. Now, I swear I hear a, a, a thousand people marching our way. And so I start running, screaming, saying, we're getting invaded. We're being invaded. And I hid behind a bush. And he's laughing his ass off trying to catch me. Um, he's like, we're not being invaded. It's it's the it's the flagpoles and it's the flags. It's the, there's a hundred flags flapping and it sounds like people walking. Okay, now this is happening every. There was another moment where I had to go to the bathroom, 
and he he said, "Oh, we got to pee on the Aussie pole." I, I don't know what's going on. Just we had a there's a, a light post and they spray painted Ozzy, and I'm about two hours in. I'm bugging out every 15 minutes, and we start walking to this Ozzy pole, and he goes, "Oh, that's not the pole. Let's go to the next one." And then we walked it, and then that's not. So I swear, he's boxing me in with this magic power and because we're walking in a square. And then he looks at me and he goes, okay, whatever you do, don't step in the darkness. I said, what is, right. I said, what, is, what does that mean? What does that mean? And he goes, see all the grease stains? On real time, it's a grease stain. But in the realm we're in now, if you step in it, it's the darkness and you probably will never come back. And he takes off, and now I'm stuck in the parking lot for like 45 minutes because there's grease stains everywhere. And I'm just, and he's bringing everyone over to look at me and laugh and blah, blah, blah. Um, so the next morning, this goes on for hours. I was exhausted. I will say this I'd never laughed so hard. My head hurt, my stomach hurt. Um, Things would look distorted. I would never do it again. Did not enjoy that experience. But in the morning, tickets are about to go on sale, and a bunch of scalpers showed up. And they go right to the box office, and we're all like, hey, that's not cool. And they're not budging. And then, thank God, it was one or two guys like, hey, man, this is BS. I'm going to knock you out and just get them out of here. So what blows my mind is that's a hundred percent illegal. How did we get to the point where they made um, scalpers legal? Because that's the world we live in now. So if you want to see a sporting event, you want to see a concert event, you want to go to any event, you have to get the special section and pay double, triple, quadruple the money. And I always wondered, is the people that, um, like let's say it's a big organization and I won't say a particular organization, are they part of it? Do they know they're going to open up these seats to the public and they're going to sell in the scammer because you have all these sports sections? How, when did that become legal to buy up seats and then resell them for higher prices? When did that, that is, that is part of the corporation world when I started seeing how much control and power they have. And I don't mind buying them online, all that chess, but I, that's the only thing that really, I wish that would be exploited. All the, all the, all the places that you go buy a ticket. So if, I, if I'm selling tickets, it's on jimbrewer.com, and the jimbrewer.com goes to the theater, then that's the only two people that should be selling the tickets. Who weasels in and is able to buy and sell professionally, yep. lawfully, that and the service, fees. service fee and this fee and that fee and that fee. I know for a fact, by the way, and you guys could look it up. I won't say who, but a huge, huge entertainers, huge, have made deals with the company they're going to sell the tickets with. And they make the back-end deal with the scalping and the illegal. Sure. 
So that means the ticket companies are in on the scamming and the illegal organizing of all that. Let's just say you spend 35, 45, 55, even whatever, whatever you're paying. That's, 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 uh, we got to find out who's, who's dipping in and how are they, how are they able to get away with that? It's just mind boggling to me. Um, so, yes, I guess people are willing to pay. It's easy to get online and, yeah, that's true, too. Or what happens, too, is we don't know, and you just go, like, for instance, I wanted to buy tickets for Steve Miller, who's 80, and I'm just praying to God he makes it to December when he's playing, when he's playing the Hertz Arena in Fort Myers, Florida. Steve Miller, if you're listening, please hang in there, brother. Keep rocking to December 13th at the Hertz Arena in Fort Lauderdale. I've been waiting my whole life to see you. I've been to Phoenix, Arizona. I love. I was, I was uh, with my friend in Michigan, and we heard his song, and I went, you know what? That's my one regret. I've seen every band I wanted to see. I've yet to see Steve Miller. It's such a bummer. And Steve, I apologize. The first thing I said was, is he alive? And I, I didn't know. So I look, I'm like, oh my God, he's alive. This is great. Can you imagine if he still tours? Steve Miller Band on tour. Oh my God. Is he in Florida? Oh my God, he's Fort Myers. We're there. This is amazing. So Steve, please hang in there. I wonder if I can get him on the podcast. Mar we got to ask Margo. I'm working really hard. I just reached out today to... Uh, uh, Judas Priest, who I know some of you, know, maybe half of you here know. Um, and I used to have Rob Halford uh, in the past on shows a bunch, and he's, he's a lot of fun. He's great. But I'm literally going to fly to Germany to go see Priest live because the Germans are crazy metalheads. They're crazy metalheads. We start on those, we start on speaking, we start on metal, we start on you got another thing coming, yeah? Uns, uns breaking the law, yeah? Screaming for vengeance, yeah, 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 breaking law, breaking law. You got hopped up the last the last podcast. You sent me um, the new song. What, what is it? Panic, Panic attack. attack. Panic attack. Panic attack. Panic attack. Halford still hits him. All right. So the last time we were in Cincinnati, I was in Cincinnati. Uh, I was with Joe. Come here, Joe. So let me, let me, we come rolling into Cincinnati. It's like the harshest, maybe February, like when you don't want to be in Cincinnati. It was, it had, it felt like it was 30 below zero. And um, all I remember is, now we're, we're, we're doing, we're touring with Metallica. Yeah. All right, so we're opening the shows for Metallica. If you want to hear more about that, listen to, um, Last week's episode. Or should I not say that? Because we don't know when this is airing. 
Okay, okay. So last week's episode, or listen to episode, do you know what episode that is, Mike? Episode 106. All right, so episode 106, you can listen to episode 106, and it's about Joe Sib and I touring with the band Metallica. So Metallica rolls into Cincinnati. It's, I, I may never have felt cold like this in my lifetime. I really, I've never, I had long johns on, jeans, just walking from the tour bus to the back door was the most numbing, horrifying experience. And it was only like 50 feet. And I, it was like, oh my God. It was, it was cold in the venue too. It was freezing it was in the venue. Freezing. It was a nightmare. So by this time, now we're starting to break up the crew. We're starting to loosen up everyone on the Metallica tour. Um, Certain sections don't really talk with each sections, but we're Joe and I are are literally breaking everyone. Like you know, we're, we're making people lose. We're like yeah, you guys, we're gonna have a talent night. We got them preparing <laughs> to have a talent show against each other. We did a pasta night where we cooked for everyone. Now they got on our bus. So, I, Joe doesn't know I'm going to um, prank him, and I'm so excited. One of the things we do in our family, my bro. <laughs> One we do. One of the things we do in our family is, um, especially when people come over, we have fake cockroaches. So we have we have we have plastic cockroaches. They look real. So if we're leaving for a couple of days and someone's coming to watch the cat, we'll 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 leave them in little spots, knowing they're gonna freak out. Like oh my god, he's making cockroaches. And the f- one person, one person we had there um, actually tried to kill it, and then and then realized it was dead, and then they finally picked it up. Like, wait a minute, it's, it's fake. So I have a whole bunch of fake cockroaches, and I'm gonna start with Joe, and I <laughs> and me, the kid, James, and Joe. We when you when you were on the Metallica tour, the first thing you do is um, our buses were there usually by noon, and then they'd load us in with all the tech. So our bus had all, we had James Hetfield's tech, we have Lars's tech, we have all the main tech guys, the sound guys, the accountant guy, the tour manager, everyone's, a, not the tour manager, uh, um, what's his name? Oh, for, uh, James, the sound oh, guy. Sound guy. Uh, yeah, he basically was their original sound yeah, what, what was Oh, um... God, that'll come. Why, it looks like Lord of the face. Rings guy. Yeah, I can see his face. It'll come to me in a second. So, so they're all on our bus. So we load in first. They're going off to do their thing. We go to catering. That's the first thing we'd always go. Let's let's go eat catering. And when you tour Metallica, it's like touring with the greatest of the, the top notch food, top notch booze, top notch security. It, it is. I can't even describe how everything is the highest of first class. What are they, like 16 tour buses, 20-something rigs. It was insane. So I get in there, and I talk to the kid. I'm like, look, I got a cockroach for Joe. I'm gonna, and Joe goes and gets his food, and he got distracted for one second. And I take the cockroach, and I put it between the rice and his chicken. So he's got a... He's got to cut the chicken, and he's got he's to start chewing on the chicken before this cockroach is, is seen. And Joe, I, I've known him a long time, and he very, uh, you know, when he's annoyed, he's annoyed. If I, 
<laughs> I mean, it, it. Yeah, like I've done things. I'll 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 drop some gas. I'll fart once in a while, and he hates that. If I if we're at an Airbnb and I'm in the next room and I just drop one, he he gets so bummed out. He doesn't get mad. He's just like, dude, dude, not cool, dude. It's when we're in a car. You know? <laughs> That's when I get bombed because we're driving, and then he's just blowing heat the whole trip. <laughs> and he's laughing. He thinks it's hilarious. And, and he's just blowing heat, not, not trying to hide it or not rolling down the windows. He's, no, it's well, just blowing heat the whole way. And then I'll say to him, I'm like, dude, why, yeah, what gets, are you doing? And he gets he's so like, he just thinks it, the more angry I get, the more funnier he thinks he is. And you're just like, damn. It's so funny. He's like, his face, his eyebrows come down. He's like, bro, dude, not cool, man. Just, no, bums me out. Bums me it's out. It's a bum out. So that's, that's the most I ever see Joe annoyed. And um, so he's eating the chicken, and then all of a sudden, we see the cockroach, and we start, I'm trying not to laugh. I was convinced Joe saw it, and he got up from the table and just stormed away. I went, oh, oh, wow. I think we, I say he has to know that was a joke. Like, does he not? So the kid's like, wow, I've never seen him that mad. And, I, and I'm like, wow, is he really, he's really pissed. I said, he's going to come back in two minutes. He doesn't come back. I said, you know what, Matt? This is on him. If he's really that pissed, like, you know what? I bring him on a tour. He's getting paid. I'm exploiting him to people. Oh, and he can't take it. You know what, man? That's fine. Next tour, he's out. He's done. <laughs> he's done. You can't take a joke. You can be that pissy and moody. So now I'm like, he doesn't come back. So I get up, and I go, I go to meet him. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. It was it was. It was a joke, and he has no clue what I'm talking about. Yeah, I had no idea. No clue what I'm talking about. To this day, I never even saw. I never even saw the cockroach. No, but what he has is a piece of chicken stuck in his throat. You know when you don't it's, eat it's, for a while and your and your esophagus shrinks. Does anyone have that? Or like it might be herniated. I think her. My mom would get it. Yeah. So I didn't know. I mean, I've known that I've had that forever and the first time it happened to me it happened on the road with a bagel and then i got through it but then a couple times out on the road with jim we'd be hanging out and i would just look at him and he'd be like dude is it happening i'm like yeah and then the rest of the night i'm trying to get whatever stuck in there through but it usually you know i just i'll say to him dude just give me a second and he would say dude my mom had the same thing i'm like okay i did my mom has it and yeah. and, and and um my sister has it Really? Yeah, she has it. She when, so yeah, I always call her when I you know we oh my so but the thing was in this particular time here in Cincinnati, when it happened, I just I, one time it's happened to me when I was on a camping trip where I had to go to the emergency room to put me under to get to get it through. So in the back of my mind when this one when this one stuck, I you know every time it happens I'm kind of like okay I'm good, but I was like oh man, I'm getting the feeling that like this is stuck stuck and I, I I'm like what am I going to say to him cuz it's 12 noon and we got a show that night in front of 20,000 people. Wow. That's happened to my mom where I had to bring her to the hospital, but I, and you know what? I feel bad for blaming my, my mom would always have two 
martinis every night. And whenever we go to dinner, the minute she had martinis, she's starting her words. And that's always when she'd get a piece of steak yeah, caught in, yeah. in her esophagus. Or, and I'd be like, Mom, well, stop, stop getting wasted before you eat. And he's like, it's not that, Jimbo. It's, mine's, it's a serious situation. I'm like, no, it's because you wasted. Gee, you know what? You know, you know what I've been through. And I used to blame her for getting, but now yeah. I, like our friend, I have a friend, uh, um, Paul. Uh, we don't have to. Yeah, yeah, okay, Paul, okay. Paul, okay. Paul, 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 I've seen him. We've been in the car. I'm like, yeah, right? And he's like, I just stop for a second. Oh, like, what the hell are you doing? And it, it you, you could talk, you yeah, could but breathe. But I don't understand. So you get, it gets caught, but you can still breathe. But then basically it gets, you're, you're, the juice, you know how you constantly swallow, starts building up and then it has nowhere to go. Just imagine How are you like, not choking? That, no, but check it out. Imagine this, bro. Like, imagine, remember that commercial I used to show for Drano, you pour it down the sink? Yes. And it, and it was in that little curve, right? It's in yeah. that little curve. So imagine your throat, it's it's at the bottom. So what I'm right. saying is, so yeah. Right. So, so it's stuck there. You can breathe. Like right now, if I had it going on, I can breathe, I can talk. I Everything's there. But if, you know, it's, it's just below from where you're breathing. But if you drink, like if I go, oh, I'm going to have some water. What happens is you're trying to drink the water, just like a sink, it backs up. And then all of a sudden you're like, and you're just. chicken's one of the worst. Oh, it's it the is. worst. Because you know why? Because it's funny. dry. It's, yeah, it's yeah, no, dry. but it is. It's dry. It's the dry meat that gets yep. stuck in there. And, and then. The yes. Thing, yeah. Got lodged in there. Lodged in there. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and so I thought, well, I'm gonna melt this sob. So I drank coffee, and all of a sudden we're sitting out on our on our back patio. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden it busted open, and I coughed, and I was like that Kabuki character. It was like it was everywhere. Yeah. And it just came out though. Thank God. Yeah, it did. Oh gosh. I wish that would have happened on this trip. <laughs> yeah. So. So now you got to understand something. Now I, I, I'm so Joe. I walk in the dressing room, right, and he's standing there in the dressing room, and he's going like this. <laughs> he's jumping up and down. He's jumping up and down, and he's going. <laughs> I said, Joe, what do you do? He's like, I got a little. Um, I got a piece of chicken. It's good. I'm gonna get. It's, it's gonna be fine. He's drinking. He's nonstop drinking, and then every I was, I was drinking olive oil. I was drinking everything, butter, and Coca Cola. Right, and then every fifteen minutes, he run to the bathroom, like blah, blah, blah. I went, oh. So he goes, it's usually gone in twenty minutes. You know, it's been an hour. It's gonna get better. <sighs> you know what, man? It's been, it's been a it's, now. It's we're going on seven hours, wow. and the show is about to start. And he's like, I said, Joe, just go to the hospital now. Just, just, just. Go there because when you're torn with a band, a well-oiled machine, there is no, we have to wait for no. so-and-so. That so-and-so holds up 220 people, a $300,000 production, <laughs> uh, more like $3 million, yeah. uh, whatever it was. But like that's how many salaries are going. There's no like, we got to wait for Joe. So he's... I'm starting to go. Oh my God, he's gonna get he's he's gonna get stuck here in Cincinnati unless he gets this done. Um, and then thank God we started 
I don't know if well, I. Well, no, we started the. Sh- what happened was this: it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't get out of my throat. No, it was done. And, and I was like, all right, I got a plan. So I went to, I went to the. We had medic, medical on the yep. road with us, and they took me and they said, look, here, here's what we'll do. There are, you know, there are. Are you? I'm gonna look. I got to do the show. I'll do the show as soon as I'm done. They're like, we're gonna. As soon as you're done, we're gonna put you in a car. We're gonna beeline it wow. to the emergency room. We've right. already given notice to the people at the emergency right. room, whatever the big hospital is here, right. that you're gonna be coming. Right. So I did the show, and I remember Jim knew. You know, I did everything I was supposed to do. I was spitting in this cup. I, I got through it. At the end of the day, I got through it. So now I go out of the back of the building, and they throw me into a, a, like a limo or something, and they're like, "All right, man, we're taking you to the hospital." Well. I didn't. Know this, this is the, the best. This, I didn't know this at the time, but at the hospital, they didn't convey to the staff that it was, you know, the opening act DJ. They just hear Metallica, Metallica show guys coming here, so they think one of the Metallica guys is showing up. And they're like, oh, my God, we got to save the Metallica tour. And we got to save the guy in Metallica. We're going we're gonna to be all over the press tomorrow. Cincinnati Hospital saves Metallica tour as one man chokes on his chicken. So as I roll into the emergency room, uh, I roll in the emergency room. I remember right away, I, I roll in and they're like, okay, come over here. And I'm like, wow. And, and the whole emergency room, you know, other people that are that are in need of you know, right. attention are just getting denied. Right. And they're rolling me through there and they put me in this room. And My I'm hand like, is amputated. Right, 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 right. Bring the guy from Metallica. Get him in here. Quick. So much. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. And as I roll into one room, I go, wow, man, there's a lot of people in here. And, and then I realized, I go, oh, okay, so are you the, are you, you know, are you the person that, you know, deals with this? She's, no, no, I'm in the cancer department. And I'm like, cancer department? <laughs> and I'm like, why is she here? And then there's another person from, you know, from uh, lungs and another person from cardiology. And they're all like looking at me. And then it was like everyone, yeah, everyone's looking at me. And I, it dawns on me, oh, you know what they did is, you know, they, they think I'm in Metallica. Yeah. And they don't know because they're all doctors that like sure. lost touch with the band probably on the second record you know <laughs> so they're kind of right. looking at me and they're all like How's the they're asking me how the tour is going i'm like wow they're really they really want to know how the tour is going and all of a sudden one dude walks in and it was like right then i knew this guy knew this guy ain't in the band yeah and he looks at me and he comes over and he goes hey and i go, I go what's up and he goes so what's going on and he's taking my vitals and everything and i'm like okay and he goes hey you're not in the band and i go no i'm not and he goes yeah, I, I know Metallica. I go, yeah, so do I. I'm on tour with them, you know? And he's looking at me, and then all the other people, like, finally uh-huh. figure out, oh, he's not in the band. And then I start telling him, oh, I'm on tour with them. I'm part of the opening act. And there's, you know, and there's people just, start leaving. Oh, they were bringing the next emergency. Who else? I'm sorry we skipped over you. But the thi- Did you put your arm on ice while I got the cavity? The thing, the thing that I realized, though, the thing that I realized, and I told, I, you know, when I got back, I, you know, later on, I realized this, I, like how deep that band rolls with people. Oh. Because as all the doctors were waiting on me and, you know, the people that were in charge of my case took care of everything, all the other doctors that were from cardiology and cancer and all that, they kept coming over and telling, you know, I saw, you know, I was doing my residency in San Francisco. I saw him on, you know, on, I saw you guys yeah. seven times. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, it was so great, and it made me. It was so. It was so amazing to see like a band that like you know you don't think of doctors going ride the lightning is the best record. Like right. it was a trip, but yeah. Um, yeah. So then, so the, the thing was, I had to get back to the tour. So now but, the show's over. 
And they put me under with, they put, you have to get put under. So they go, Hey man, do you have anything more to do tonight? I go, no. And they're all right they're, And I knew what they were doing. They're like, we're going to give twilight to you. And, and yep. it, it kind of, it puts you under enough that they can do the procedure, but you know, you're awake, but now I'm on the twilight heading back. That was the last right. thing I remembered. I got, I remember, I don't even remember getting in the ride to get back to well, the, to the venue. We're all waiting for him to get back. And I'm texting, like, yo, you're on the way back. The bus is leaving. It, it's got to be close to 2 a.m. Yeah, it's definitely past 2 a.m. Because the buses wouldn't leave until then because everyone had to break down, bring in the instruments, blah, 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 all that jazz, the sound guy, all that. So our bus was usually the first to leave. Yeah, that was the other problem. We were the first to get out of there. We're always the first bus because they want all the techs with really good sleep and all taken care of. And... uh Mick, Big Mick, that was his name, Big Mick. Jame can stand these long drives. I'm done with this too. Um, and I'm going, oh my God, we're going to leave without Joe. Oh my God. And, the, and who was the bus driver? Oh, uh, Bird. What? Bird. Bird! Yeah. Everywhere we go, Bird will like... There's some great bowling here in town if you like bowling. He would drive all night and then he'd go, oh, Does anyone want to bowl? And we're like, Bird, it's want 6 to go bowling. They got a great bowling alley here everywhere we went. Hey, Joe, you know, bowling's just like surfing, it's sort of like yeah. the same motion. Your arm's out here and you're coming from, and it's all in the core. Yeah. I've never seen anyone so in the know. With the physics of bowling. bowling. He was hardcore. He loved it. I got my own ball right here. I bring it everywhere. That's how he talked yeah. to you, like Elmer Fudd. I job. Exactly. He had, been with the, he had been bowling. with the band forever. He had toured with so many different artists, so we would sit up front at night and just listen to stories he yeah. would tell us. One time, Robert Plant was sitting right here, and he went bowling with me that <laughs> night. It was wonderful. He's a better bowler than a singer. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I think we got to go without Joe, but uh, maybe they can get a flight or something and get him where he's going to. And all of a sudden, here comes Joe. And he gets on the bus like, oh, my God, I'm so glad. And he doesn't, he just, he doesn't talk. He just walks on and he sits down and he folds his hands. And he's on the bus just staring. Like, yeah, are you doing everything, everything better? Yeah. Yeah. Very inspired. Yeah. Good. And I'm like, oh, I think he's, I think he's kind of, he's still drugged up a little bit. Well, all, so he's just sitting there really quiet. And we're raging. Sometimes we'd be on the bus and at the end of the night, the crew would come on and before we leave, I gained a lot of weight on that tour. <laughs> um, because after, we already went to catering, we already had dinner catering, we already, now the show's done, we're still hitting catering. Then you go on the bus and they're like, hey, there's some wine and some booze and there's, hey, and this place brought us donuts and this this famous place, it's... Whatever they were known for. Whatever for Cincinnati, city, I don't yeah. know if it was chili they gave us, whatever chili. Cincinnati they gave us, it's on the bus and you're like oh my god two in the morning let's have some booze and eat Cincinnati chili this is great we love you Cincinnati and and we're raging and he's just sitting there the the best was oh we have to post the video we have to post the the video we have the clip yeah we have the clip 
we watched Joe goes, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go to bed. Now the bus would take off. We're on the highway and it's going like 70, 80. It moves a little bit, but not really. It's like being on a train when you're walking. And so we're what he's, it took him <laughs> a solid five, 10 to 15 minutes just to get in his bunk. It was the, it was the most entertaining. His bunk was on top. So he would, he would kind of look at it and then, then put his one hand on the top and then his leg and be like, you yeah, know, and then he really couldn't get like, and as much as I wanted to help, I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 get your camera, film this, film this. This is gold. We go from cockroaches to him drugged up, not being able to get in a bunk. This is great. And technically, it is my fault because I rushed that food so I can get you with the cockroach. So at the end of the day, poof, I got a lot of entertainment out of that yeah. cockroach yeah. gift. <laughs> yeah, to wedge. That's yeah, right. That's a whole new wedge what, right there. But that's what gets me into trouble is when I'm wedging. Wedging like if hard. I was, if I was eating my food normally and not wedging it into oh, my sure. face, then I wouldn't choke like that. I've got to do it. We got to do a, sh uh, a shout out. Last night, we went to this restaurant. Oh. Now, it is on the Kentucky side. It's yes. Which, by the way, by the way, uh, when you... You're by the airport? Yeah, I know the airport. Cincinnati Airport's in Kentucky. Yeah, crazy, ain't it? I didn't realize it till I started. I mean, I knew my family started in Kentucky. Uh, and I didn't really realize it till I came to Kentucky. And it's super close to here. My dad would say, you know, Cincinnati and Ohio. I used to swim in the Ohio River. And I pushed, and I pushed the turds away. Like, what? And he, he so they grew up in Dayton, Kentucky. And he'd always say, not Ohio, Kentucky. Yeah. Dayton, Kentucky. So I went to Dayton, Kentucky about 15, 20 years ago. It's, at, at that time, still hasn't changed. There was, it was like, oh my God, this section is so poor. I remember my dad brought me to this little whole bar when he was visiting back here. I don't know, I was I'm a teenager, and now meeting all the other brewers. I now had this deep, thick Kentucky accent, Jim. Hey, Jim. There we go, the Cincinnati Reds game. My Aunt Rhea would go, come on, Mario Soto, strike him out. And a little old lady, come on, Mario. Oh, my God. Holy crap, Aunt Rhea. And that's the only names you get in Kentucky, Aunt Rhea and Uncle Albert. And I, I Al have an Aunt Rhea. Do you really? Yeah. That's it's my dad's side. Really? Yeah. Are they from Kentucky? No. I didn't think so. So we were in Kentucky last night in Newport, and we ate at this like Italian place. And we just we just kind of it was convenient. It was at what is it? Was it Pompilia? Yes. Yes. We went to Pompilia's. And so it was in walking distance from where we're staying, we're like somewhere to eat. And I didn't want to drive. I did want to have a cocktail. It was our night off. And we go walking down the street, and it's what is the name of it again? Pompilios. Yeah. And you know, they, like, oh my god, they got an outside place to eat. 
oh, there's another Section E. Like, how big is this place? And we walk in. It looks like this really old building, which I love. And as soon as we walk in, there's a woman standing there with a cat outfit <laughs> with, with whiskers and the nose. And she's like, hi, you guys want to sit at the bar? I'm like, whoa, why don't you sit at the bar? Okay, we're sitting at the bar. And we ended up eating there. It the it, that was one of my a cab for Mike because we didn't want to go get him. So yeah, after as <laughs> soon as we settled down, Mike was supposed to land at uh, like seven. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm gonna have a gin martini. <laughs> Let's set up a ride for Mike. I ain't going. We're not going to get him. So, but we had his food for. Him shout out to Moe's taxi service, by the way. Moe's. Moe's. Yeah. He was uh, super excited when he showed up. I don't think it was Moe, but no. <laughs> <laughs> But that place was absolutely, it, it, it was phenomenal. I don't know if that's uh, super authentic. It. And she was super excited because um, she's like, you, I've only got excited one other time. Oh, yeah. She was, she was tripping out on me. It was, she's like, are you Jim Perrin? Like, you know that? She's like, oh, my God, go boy. And, and Joe Pesci show. And I watched Saturday Night Live. And, not, and I said, and then I just fluffed it up more. I'm like, funny you say that. I just taped a podcast with Dana Carvey and, and Spade. Oh, my God, I watched that thing. Like, so, uh, and by the way, I did. I just don't know when it comes out. And um, and that was the Shibigo. The food was tremendous. Yeah. We're not going to be able to get back there tonight. But. With that said, uh, the show, we're looking forward to the show. This is going to be a great time. We have to wrap things up. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for uh, you guys coming here. Yeah. This is going to be a nice run when we start packing the houses. Yeah. And we don't send emails that say the show starts at 4. God. Thank you guys for coming to hang out. Mike, thanks for always being there. We brush you on the road. It's going to be a lot more road gigs. Hell yeah, man. I can't wait. Yeah, we're going to crush it hard. Uh, Joe, thanks for coming to hang thanks out. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks the staff for opening the uh, doors up absolutely. early and bringing people in. Jen, Blue, and, all of them. and the guy that Blue made the stage go up so people didn't have to walk up and down. And as always, just listen. A lot of distractions going on, like I always talk about. A lot of distractions. Keep your eyes forward. Um, they can drum the... I, I, I don't understand why people still watch news. Amen. I really don't. Amen. Because if you really think about it, this this what blows my mind. If you take a guy who's been canceled, right... <laughs> We'll take a comedian. All right, so Louis C.K., he gets, he gets canceled because he's playing with his donkey. And the reason he's playing his donkey because he took advantage of his power, so he says. And he's done. How does news organizations get away with controlling your emotions, which they know what they're doing, you can't, they try to say it's entertainment, whatever. But when you control people's emotions... And their minds to hate, to judge, and to want to be violent. That, to me, is the highest criminal act you can do on humanity. Amen. And it boggles my mind that anyone would watch any news channel, any newspaper, when years and years and years, all they ever do, if you read every headline, they're already telling you what to think. It's an agenda. They'll already say in the headline agenda. the description of what they're writing. Yeah. 
And it's always war and hate and kill and this and that. That is a well-executed, well-planned, well-scripted, dark, demonic agenda. So I'm going to beg everyone listening. I don't want to hear people go, I stand with this, or I stand with that, or I stand here. You don't stand anywhere. You stand in your home. You stand for your wife. You stand for your children. You stand for your husband. You stand for your neighbor. You stand for the people that you love that you can make life better. Stop falling for what they're pushing. It's up to them, not us. I always say, let's just take what's going on over there. I'm not even going to mention it. If, if a neighbor does something in the neighborhood and they attack, they always had problems. These two neighbors always had issues. And the one neighbor, everyone knows one neighbor's always kind of taunting the other neighbor. And then a couple bananas come over and they do something bad. Which, no offense, the one house is very well guarded by layers. It's probably the highest security zone in the entire world. How anyone infiltrates that makes me wonder, hmm, how did that happen? How does the most intelligent, high security place in the planet just happen to drop the ball for an hour to allow whatever happened. To me, I'm just saying, stop buying agendas and take time to think about common sense. If your house is is secure to the highest, you got cameras, you've got alerts the minute they're 20 feet away, You've got alerts when they come on your street. You've got alarms that blast off when they come in the house. And then for some bizarre reason, all those security items in place fail. And by by miracle, the bad guy comes in and does damage. And now you're not out, now you're out there not going after the people that broke in. Now you're hitting neighbors. Now you're hitting this. Now, it sounds very much like entrapment. We're funding all of it. And I'm, and, and I'm just tired of how hard we all work and how many taxes we all pay and how much time. The mom works, the, the female works, the male works, everybody works, everyone has to pay taxes, and I think the time has ended that we allow a so-called government to speak for humanity and decide where my child is going to go and murder or be murdered for the problems that you, that take our money on a consistent basis, I thought that's what we fought England for. And how do we become friends with England after they made our lives so miserable from law? No one ever asked these questions. 
Oh, you know what? We fought you for years, but you know what? That, now the war's over. We're best friends. How did we become such best friends? I think there's a lot. And those distractions, news, entertainment, everything, is to keep you from thinking about common sense. Be very careful where you get caught up in and who you support and who you want to go jump and who you, where you want to send your kids. Worry about your own life and you pass that love amongst one another. Let the demons all fight each other. Welcome to Bruniverse. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to check out this episode, Uncut and Uncensored, head on over to my Patreon page at jimbrewer.com slash Patreon. Jim Brewer, and I got my own Patreon page, and hopefully you'll check it out. Live comedy concert streamed once a month. Early access to the Bruniverse podcast every single week, and have bonus footage and bonus segments. I promise you I'm not going to let you down. Go check out my official Jim Brewer Patreon page, and I'll see you there.